Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talking Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. A slow slate in the MAC, only four games throughout the weekend, but much to talk about on the national slate. So let's get right to it. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Borski. Let's do it. So we will start with the games. Um, there's, there's some stuff to talk about in the MAC with quarantines as well. Um, we have four teams on pause now, one, uh, two in the past 24-ish hours. Um, we'll start with the games, though, like I just said. Monmouth uh, sweeps or man, Monmouth sweeps Manhattan on Friday and Saturday, 70 to 65, and then 71 to 69 in overtime uh, against the Jaspers. Monmouth is now up to 10 and 4 in the league Malik Martin with 18 points in game one and 14 points in game two, along with 10 rebounds in game two. Good weekend for him. Yeah, no doubt. He's really kind of emerged as that number two guy uh, opposite Deion Hammond. Um, You know, Deion Hammond is always going to be a a very talented player and always has been a talented player. And I feel like you can consistently count on him to deliver, but to have that other guy in Malik Martin for them, I think is going to be huge, especially yeah. if you're going to yeah. try and take down Sienna in a tournament. Well, presumably take down Sienna right. in the uh, in the tournament. Right. I mean, these guys are up to ten and four. I think kind of what they're doing now for seeding. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this. Someone was it? Um, yeah, I saw a tweet this morning. Oh, oh here we go. It's um, from Jaden Daly, like who, who uh, we do credit him on this show a lot. Um, it's now the tournament will now be seeded by conference wins, mm. according to his tweet uh, earlier this afternoon. So Monmouth, 10 wins. They're uh, in line for the one seed. Yeah, yeah, right no now. kidding. Especially with Sienna. I know, you know, we'll get to that later, but especially with Sienna now on pause. And, right. you know, so long as Monmouth can continue to play games, you know, like like you said, like right now, they have right, 10, they're, Sienna they're, has eight. They're, they're, the they're, only, they're, if they're the only team in the league double digit wins. Yeah. Yeah. They're the one seed right now if the season ends today. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it, it's certainly going to be advantageous if, you know, for, especially for the teams that really haven't paused or if they have paused, haven't had that big right. of a pause. You know what I mean? I mean, I look at the teams like uh, like Maris, they're seven and seven. You know, if if they play out all tw- if they were to play out all 20 games, it's a normal year. I don't think Maris would be anywhere near a top four seed personally. No, I mean, they're, no. they're having a good year, but either way, I don't think they'd be in the top four. But again, if the season ends today, they're the number three seed in the tournament. Right. Um, so, you know, teams that were able to get the majority of games in or are that are going to be able to get the majority right. of games in certainly will have an advantage there. And two of the teams, um, we have two of the teams that have still barely played any games. Iona, again, still have not played. They haven't played since December 23rd. They're three, three and one. But right now they would be the 11th seed with a yeah. three and one record. At, yeah. at uh, the complete bottom, Canisius is three and three. Uh, they would be the nine seed right now. And Canisius um, is now scheduled to play Quinnipiac uh, this weekend. Quinnipiac split with Fairfield um, yesterday and today. Um, it was it was Quinnipiac seventy eight, Fairfield sixty three uh, yesterday, and then Fairfield got a seventy seven to seventy uh, win earlier this afternoon. 
Um, so, so Quinnipiac would be in line from 10 seed. Canisius would be to nine. And Canisius is now playing uh, Quinnipiac this weekend because of Sienna's pause. Um, so that might be kind of, a, I, I, I guess, a bigger game because you have three teams with four wins, one of whom is not playing, um, one of whom is also on pause and riding. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, these these series, especially for, like you said, like the teams like Iona, like Canisius that haven't had as many games. I mean, even Quinnipiac, to an extent, they've only had eight. So, right. you know, the, every game that you can get in becomes crucial, you know, because right. like you said, the bottom, you know, the realistic, like the real world bottom of this, the, the conference right now, you have three, four and eight teams and a three and five team at Quinnipiac, mm-hmm. you know, so say Manhattan Ryder Fairfield well Ryder's on pause but say Manhattan and Fairfield you know managed to get in 18 20 games and they only win six or seven of them um if you're Canisius and the max I mean they're only scheduled to play 14 so say the max you can get in is 14 if you can split those last eight games and go four and four get yourself seven wins you're probably in a decent spot to get a right. mid-tier seed like a five six seven five six around there right anywhere yeah. anywhere from the four to seven range honestly mm-hmm. saint saint peter's is at six niagara is now on pause as well uh they paused this morning they're six and eight right now in line for the five uh saint peter's is in line for the four at uh six and four right now so four teams are on pause right now sienna marist niagara and Ryder mm-hmm. are the four that are not playing right now Right, and if I'm, I believe this is Niagara's first pause in conference play. I think it I is. They, they've played, they've played sixteen games. Uh, that ties for the most. Marist and Niagara have both played sixteen games as a whole, and they both have the most in conference play. They played fourteen each in conference. Mm. Yeah. So. Monmouth is played 14 as well. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, four. so with all that being said, I mean, you know, depending on how long the pauses are for each of those right. teams. I mean, you look at a team like Ryder, who's only got four wins right now. Um, right. You know, they've played 12 games and they have four wins. So the max you can get there if you do manage to get in the rest of your games, which who knows if they'll be able to. I mean, it's right. going to depend on how long their pause is. I mean, say they come back next week. Like, say they can't play this right, coming weekend, was... but they can play the weekend after. They can get in 18, 17, 18 games, mm-hmm. say. Um, you know, if they can win two or three of those, like I, like I was pretty much alluding to earlier, like that only gets you to six or seven, you know. Right. So, And, and the thing is, with these pauses, and, you know, we've seen it throughout the whole year now. I mean, the, yeah, the NCAA – Said and the Mac says it's a 10 day pause, right? It's more than a 10 day pause, yes. No, it is. It is. You go more than 10 days between games, you're going, you're looking 14 to 20 mm-hmm. realistically, yeah. No, 100%. I mean, because these teams got to come back and they got to do conditioning to get themselves back into game shape because, um, you know, they've been you know, a good chunk of the players have been sitting in a room in quarantine for 10 days. Right. Exactly. And like, it it, may, it almost makes you wonder, like, personally, I'm very curious to see how, you know, I mean, I own, I believe they play Manhattan this weekend, if I'm not, yeah, Manhattan. 
Uh, they're scheduled to play Manhattan. Kanish is scheduled to play Quinnipiac. So I'm really curious to see how both of them come out, particularly Iona. I mean, Iona has literally not played this year yet. Like No. You know what December I mean? like, 23rd. Was there, it's been a month yeah, and a half since they played a game. I mean, which is just insane. Um, so for them to – for it to be this point in the season – and for them to have that long of a break, that long of time where they're not playing and more than likely not practicing. Forty-seven um, days. It's yeah. been forty-seven days since Iona played a game. Yeah, I mean that's just, it's just crazy. So I'm I'm really curious to see um, what they look like um, this weekend. Right. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, provided I presume, that they do play. Right. Of course. Yeah. You know, assuming nothing else happens. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how they look. You know. Uh, you know you would have to think that they, the chemistry won't be there. They'll probably be no. sloppy. I would have to think, but you would think, um, yeah, you know, and this again goes back to, you know, kind of what we started this whole conversation with is how crucial wins are now, right. you know, so with how it, they're doing this. Yeah, seating. exactly. With the seating. So these are pretty much like must win games for them considering they only have 40 or uh, four in. So, I mean, we'll right. see, we'll see. I think, I think, uh, I think I'm, I mean, I'm really you gotta think, to see. You got to think a team like Iona and especially a team like Canisius, when you and I were texting about it this morning, like these teams can't afford another pause because you got to get to 13 games to be eligible for the conference tournament. Canisius has played six and Iona has played eight. I mean, Canisius, you said it a few minutes ago, they have 14 games. Like they're, they're going to play probably a maximum of 14. Like that's just how their schedule looks right now. If they have, if they have to pause again, like they're done. Yeah. And yeah. it might be the same with Iona. Like if they have to pause again after, you know, coming back here, they they might be done. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, yeah, they, like it's, it's literally, you have to get these games in. You right. know what I mean, you have to get these games in. You're not going to Atlantic city, like for right. Canisius, for Iona. Um, I mean, who else? Sienna's at 10. I think Sienna's probably in decent shape. Yeah. Sienna's yeah. in good shape. They only need three more. Right. I um, mean, you can't pause after their current one. Is you no, know what I mean? no. Like, you can't do that. Um, it's pretty much is at just... 12. Yeah, they'll be okay. They'll be fine. Um, it's pretty much just Iona and Canisius are the two right, really the two that are big ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, you, you cannot afford another pause. You know, right. it, it's unfortunate because, you know, sometimes it's – it's you know, literally gotta, just kind of the luck of the draw. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what I mean? There's, sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. Other times it's, you know, you're scheduled to play one team and then they go on pause and then you have to wait. And, you know, it's it's just been such a been such a, a bunch of the season. tracing thing and all right. that. Like, yeah. I mean, just – Some teams have can, had to pause because of other teams. Yeah, right. You know, and if they can manage to – if the, the MAC as a whole can manage to get every single team to the tournament in Atlantic City – I think that that's, I was about to say, that's a success. That's a successful season. You know what I mean? Like as long as you can put on a tournament with every team involved, I think that that's a successful season as crazy and as so many different pauses and all that stuff, just get to Atlantic and play some basketball. That's got to be the goal at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's got to be the goal for every league. So, Mm -hmm. um, so next I want to start with on the national scout. I want to start with the new AP top 25. Um, no Kansas for the first time since February 2nd of 2009. I saw, I saw that on Twitter. That's absurd. I mean, that number one, like that's just crazy because I feel like Kansas has had 
teams that are like, all right, like they're fringe top 25 teams, but it never right. really occurred to me that they never dropped out. You know right. what I mean? Like it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to uh, think about. And it should have been out last week. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fact. I thought so too. I was right. very surprised that they stuck around, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's a crazy stat. And I think it was uh, Kansas Duke and North Carolina. I believe it was the first time all three were on ranks since I want to say, I think it was 61. I, I have the, the stat in front of me. I oh, have okay. the stat in front of me. The last time there was an AP poll without Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, or UCLA was December 18th of 1961. Wow. That's insane. the first time in nearly 60 Holy years. Cow. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean you want to talk about a down year for blue. Yeah. It's unheard of. I mean, you're talking about a down year for Blue Bloods. I mean, and we're at, and oh we're at my a point. God. I, I have another tweet here as well. Oh, it baby. is, it doesn't have a date on it, but I'm going, I'm going to assume that this is the first time this has ever happened. The top 13 winningest programs of all time are all unranked this week. Top 13. Wow. That's, and that, those wow. top third, and that, those top, 13 it's kentucky kansas north carolina duke temple syracuse ucla notre dame st john's indiana arizona utah and cincinnati are the top 13 winningest programs of all time none of them are ranked not holy crap that's insane like and you like that i I would have to think that's the first time that's ever happened oh probably i would have to think i mean like it just those five that you listed before is first time since 61. So right. I would have to think, you know, all 13 of those. Yeah. I mean, right. that is, that is just insane. Like the, the programs you list there, like those are programs growing up that, you know, like you are always, there. yeah. Like they're always there. Like at, at least probably, probably five, six of them are relevant right. in year. some way. Like there right. are probably top five seeds. Like at least five out of those 13 are probably a top five seed. Right. And the fact that all of them are simultaneously having down years is just crazy. I mean, it's cool for parody because it's awesome to see teams like, right. you know, like a Michigan or an Ohio state sitting at number four. Uh, Houston. Houston. And eight. Yeah. Um, Missouri. Missouri yeah. Virginia Tech 18, Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama. Like, it's cool. You know, it's cool right. to have parity. Well, like Chicago. Yeah, we absolutely. Two weeks in a row with the Missouri Valley team ranked. Yeah. I Drake mean, Drake is out because Drake lost. Uh, they lost to Valparaiso. Loyola yeah, Chicago a... is in. They're, uh, they debut at number 22 in the nation. Um, Drake loses, which is sad. Yeah, um, RP yeah. perfect season. That's just crazy for the top 25, but that that's a perfect transition because Drake loses uh, for the first time this year. Yesterday, they lost on the road against Valparaiso. Uh, the final score of that game was 74 to 57. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty much Valpo. I'm pretty sure had a double digit lead the majority of that game. Yeah, they did. And the thing was on Saturday, so it was a close game on Saturday. Drake won uh, 80 to 77 mm-hmm. on yeah, Saturday. I was, I was they're gonna they're say. doing double headers similar to, um, what the Mac is doing. Um, so I was monitor. I wasn't watching it, but I was monitoring it on a Saturday. It was close, close, close the entire way. Drake pulls it out, wins by three. And I'm kind of like, oh, you know, maybe they turn around, turn it around for tomorrow. Maybe they don't. 
They did not. They lose by 17. I think Drake was kind of due for a stinker like this because mm-hmm. every team has one at some point, just about every team has one. And um, I think this was just their turn to have one. So they're now 18 and one um, on the season. They'll play Northern Iowa on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I feel like, just in recent weeks, I feel like they've kind of been playing with fire a bit. I mean, I'm just kind of looking at right. their uh, they, their they schedule. Illinois State by two. They beat Missouri State by five and then seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, honestly, these past few weeks, they've just kind of it, – it, it's it's been getting close. And yeah. now it has happened. Right. And, I mean, and, and the crazy part about all that is, I mean, they have a – looks like they have a middle-of-the-week game on the 10th against Northern Iowa. But after right. that, I mean, that's – Then they got to play Loyola Chicago. Yeah. That's those are the games right there. I mean, those that's are the ones. If you're a mid-major fan, that's must-see TV right there. It is um, both of them. Yeah, both games. Yeah, noon on the 13th and three o'clock on the 14th, both on uh, national TV. ESPN two on the 13th, ESPN U on the 14th. So, I will certainly be tuning in if I'm able to. <laughs> right. Um, Same with me. So yeah, I mean that's that's more than likely going to determine pretty much who's your top seed in that tournament right not that it's really well i mean i i guess i guess it's an advantage i mean you, you technically play the weaker teams by right, season, right. but but, I, but I, mean, I mean the thing is like they i mean it's one of the like we talked about on thursday it's one of those leagues that it's two teams at the top and everybody else yeah no I mean, the team exactly. in third right now is missouri state they're seven and five yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say it's really just like you know, I would be stunned if they don't meet in the conference, the, the, the tournament the final title game. Yeah. I mean, cause, uh, cause both of them are on track to go to the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I would be surprised if, you know, I would be surprised, uh, you know, bearing a collapse from Drake or Loyola Chicago. Or, or Loyola fair, Chicago. Um, yeah. yeah I, I would have to think that both make it um, right. You know, you obviously you can't get upset early in your conference tournament. Right. That's just a rest. You're just, absolutely playing with fire there because right. you, you put it in the hands of the committee pretty much if, if they both you if know they get to the at least the semifinal. yeah i was about to say, say if they split with one another went out and make it to the semifinals, i would have to think that they both is that that that's what you need to get them both in is you need a split mm-hmm. realistically this coming weekend yeah right um, you need if 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 the loser if they don't split and one of them sweeps the other one pretty much has to win the conference tournament then at that point. right because then especially in the case of Loyola Chicago because they would have five losses uh-huh. after that they'd be 17 and five granted um they lost to Wisconsin who's a ranked team very good team Richmond who was a very good team at the time uh they only lost to them by two and then they lost Indiana State who's you know one of those teams are eight and six. So one of those teams that's kind of sitting in the middle of the Missouri Valley right now. Right. Correct. Top correct. middle. True. So, so I mean, yeah. granted both of them right now are both in the tournament. I'd say they are both solidly in um, right now, but like you said, barring a collapse, um, you obviously don't want that to happen. I don't think it will. No, um, I'd be surprised. So, yeah. Same with me. Same with me. <laughs> So, next up, something is the matter with Alabama. Do you think that? Because I do. Yeah, I mean. They, they lost two of their past three. I have, I have another team that's um, trending downward that I'll get to in a little bit. Um, Alabama's lost two of their last three. 
Uh, they didn't look good against Oklahoma. They didn't look good against Missouri. Granted, Missouri didn't look good in that game either because um, Missouri was up big um, for a good chunk of that game. They were up 16 at the half. I was about to say, and that was a heck of an almost comes, comeback. Comes almost all the way back. Uh, the final score of that game was 68 to 65. Um, Alabama just didn't shoot well. Mm-hmm. They shot 22, they shot 33% from the field. Missouri shot 45%. Missouri shot three of 20 for three. It was kind of an ugly game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like you said, I mean, they, neither team shot the ball very well. I think, I think like for Missouri to pretty much dominate that whole game and then Alabama to, I guess, seemingly randomly wake up and say, oh, we're down. 15 we're down 20 yeah 20 oh hey might as well try and shoot the ball now and try and try and make some shots now um so i mean credit to where credit where it's due for them almost it was a 20 point it was a 20 minute it was a 20 point game with six minutes left yeah so i mean credit to them for almost pulling that out um right but i mean either way like you you gotta especially coming up on march i mean they got they got to figure that out you know because to your point i thought they looked pretty flat against oklahoma and the little bit i watched and Clearly, they look pretty flat against Missouri as well. For the um, most part. I mean, they looked really good in the last five minutes of that game. But yeah, they didn't yeah. play well in the first 35. Right. You got to, and so, you know, you're going to have to play a complete game, uh, especially right. come, you know, conference tournament March. Um, right. I mean, they got a game against South Carolina this week. I would have to think that that's a glorious opportunity to that could be a, get a, back a, into a some rhythm. Right game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or conversely, really it could have, be a scary, scary game for them if they play the way they have been. But right, they don't, they don't have, they don't have any true, true challenges the rest of the game. They, the rest of the year, they still got to play Arkansas once, which that that's a game they could be on upset alert for. But South Carolina, they're three and five. Then they play Georgia, who's under five hundred in the league. Texas A and M, who's two and six. Um, Vanderbilt, who's won one game. Arkansas, like I just said, Mississippi State under 500, Auburn under 500. Mm-hmm. Right. So certainly, certainly, you know, barn burners, um, right. or presumably barn burners, uh, you know, approaching the conference tournament, which should be good for them. Um, right. You know, you went out. You it's know, an opportunity. It's an opportunity for them to get hot before the conference tournament. Yeah. Really, is what and I'm and not only that. I mean, if you went out the the rest of these games you are presumably going to climb the rankings. You know, you could potentially right. end up in the top six, seven, eight teams if you just right. went out the rest of the way, which they, I would they have to think they're going one, to be favored in every game. Because they did fall one spot this week. They fell from 10 to 11. Missouri moved up from 18 to 10. Yeah, that was a good uh, week. Good, good rise for them, very for sure. Good week. Very good week for them because they, they picked up a win over Kentucky, which doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> How fun is that to say? I, I know. They, they, oh, they beat Kentucky. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they, like, yeah, let's like say that again uh, in another um, year or a year ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good win for them. They beat Kentucky by five. Missouri or Alabama by three. Good week for them. Uh, they've won three in a row now. They did lose to Auburn, which was not great, but you know it happens. So true, true. That's all I have there. Um, I will talk about another team that is trending poorly um, right now. They lost yesterday, Iowa. Mm-hmm. They are not looking. They've lost four of their past five. Um, struggled with Michigan State. 
um, in that game that they've won. So they have really not looked great in a handful of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's they're trending poorly. Yes, yes, I, I would, I would say so. I would say so. Um, you know, I feel like, I mean, I, I, I don't have all the stats on hand to completely back me up on this, but I feel like Luca Garza has not been playing at Luca Garza levels. No, if that makes sense. They have other problems too. Yeah, but I feel but... like I, I think that, you know. I, this might be a little extreme to say because they are a talented team either way, but I want I, I feel like how Luca Garza goes normally Iowa goes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think that um, they certainly can win when he has an off night. They have done it this year, right? But if he has an off night, it's very it makes things very it makes it very it's very hard. It's very very hard because you don't have your number one guy, your go to guy on a majority of possessions firing on all cylinders. You kind of have to adjust for that. You you know, if you can't trust him to take the last shot, I mean, I would trust him to take the last shot no matter what, but either way, you know, it, it it changes up the game plan. You know what I mean? It changes up how the game is played for them. I I think. And um, so, yeah, I mean, if he's, you know, I I don't expect him to go out and give you 35 and 15 every night by any means. No, no. You know what I mean? Like, like last game against Indiana, I want to say you only had like uh, like eighteen or so. I mean, he had eighteen. He shot six of fourteen. Yeah, there you go. Which is yeah. not what he usually does. Right, eighteen and only two rebounds as well. So right. Um. Yeah, I think I'm not sure if it's teams are have started to really find an answer for him. I'm not sure if he's just kind of been cold recently. Um, I think. I was gonna say I think the problem with Iowa is their defense more of lack of defense yeah. because they can score points, but the problem is they just give up so many points. Right. I true. mean, the, the Indiana game was kind of an outlier to that. Um, in giving up 67, they lost by two. Indiana sweeps Iowa, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty crazy. The thing is like they, they score 85 against Ohio state, which is, you know, normally going to win you games, but they give up 89 and they lose. Mm-hmm. They score – I mean, the win against Michigan State, they, they score 84. Um, they win that game, but they give up 78 against the Michigan State team that isn't that good offensively. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, I mean, they, they scored 62 against Ohio State. They scored 37 against Rutgers, 66 against Nebraska. I mean, Michigan State or 54 against Purdue. Um, that's their last – five games like mm-hmm. michigan state not a good offensive no team. not up, at all not at all 80 they gave up 78 points then they yeah. gave up 80 to illinois they gave up 81 to indiana in their first game i mean you're looking at they four of their last five games they've given up at least 78 points yeah i i, I, I just looked it up oh 100 100 i just looked it up i was curious they rank 120th in defensive efficiency yeah. uh, per Ken Palm. That is below yep. the likes of, let's see here. What are some good names? They're below UC Santa Barbara, uh, Montana, Santa uh, Wake Forest. Um, let's see. Who else we got in here? East Carolina. Um, they beat Houston. Yeah, <laughs> they we did. We, we touched on that. So, yeah, East Carolina beat Houston. That was weird. Anyway, uh, South Carolina, they're below South Carolina. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of fun teams in here. They're below Butler. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I, I could Butler's go on and on and on. Uh, but either way, uh, you know, 120th for a team that is top 25 in the country in the AP, top 15 in the country in the AP now. Uh, not great. <laughs> not great. No, uh, no. And as you said, as you alluded to, I mean, come March, if you are cold offensively and you can't stop a nosebleed, then, you know, you're more than likely out. <laughs> you're right. more than likely in trouble. So, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but yeah, certainly something that needs to be uh, fixed uh, before right. March. For them. I mean, I, 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 we're at a point with them. There's less than a month left. I know the big 10 runs a late regular season, but I don't know if we're at a point where it's fixable. Yeah. Not true. True. That's true. I mean, like, it, it is weird because like it, it is February 8th. You know what I mean? Like, right. Gonna, I mean, in we're, less than in what, a, three weeks, we're, we're going to have conference away. tournaments. Right. We're I mean, it's, it's crazy. It really is crazy. I mean, February is a short month too. So got what, like 20 right. ish days, something like that. until you've yeah, got, you got, you're, you're kicking into conference tournaments. So, uh, in three, three weeks from today, it'll be March. That's, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that is actually crazy um but, I'm still but, yeah. processing last march oh dude yeah i'm still i'm like <laughs> i'm not even like mental I'm, I'm mentally still in like 2016 to be honest with you uh, yeah that's um, fair <laughs> but yeah i mean this is this is it's crazy it really is crazy you know they're you're, you're and the, the tough part is with speaking going back to iowa like the big 10 as we've said a million times it just cannibalizes itself so you you really have an off night in the big 10 so like if, if they can't figure it out, they very well might just keep losing and right. they very well might just continue to shoot themselves in the foot in terms of seating. And who knows? They could drop. Yeah, they're, they're, down to seven, they're down to seven and five in the league now. Yeah. Yeah. That puts them four, five, sixth in the league. Yeah. Michigan's eight and one, Illinois is nine and three, Ohio state's nine and four, Wisconsin and Purdue are both eight and five. Yeah. That's crazy. So they're six right now. And they're only a half game ahead of Rutgers, who is ranked again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Rutgers basketball. 25. Man. Let's go. I like it. Beat Minnesota on I Thursday. And they play it. Iowa. That's a big opportunity for Rutgers to pick up a big win. Yes, it is. On, uh, on yes, Wednesday. it is. That and, would be a huge win for them. And conversely, that's an opportunity for Iowa to get back on track. Right. Or if they do end up losing that game, they are going to continue to tumble. Right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the thing is that the good thing for them is there's a little bit of a gap um, between seven and eight in that league. So you have Rutgers at seven and six, and you have Indiana at five and six, and then Minnesota, Minnesota, Penn State at four and seven. So I guess fortunately for them, there's a little bit of a buffer that they can play with before you know you'd have to draw like Michigan or Illinois in the first round or like in the quarterfinals or something like that, which is not a recipe for success for them at, at this point. Um, but like you said, you know, this is these next handful of games, especially against Rutgers. And then they got Michigan state on Saturday and they got Wisconsin next Thursday, uh, February 18th. It is an opportunity for them to pick up a handful of good wins um, to try to finish out the tournament. And the good thing is um the Big Ten regular season doesn't end until March 7th. So they got a, another four weeks of conference play. Mm, they got time. Right. They got, they, time. they got time. But right now, I'm wary of them. 
Mm-hmm. Like we were wary of West Virginia uh, last week, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, I guess uh, I do. I did just kind of want to quickly brush on brush on the uh, the team that beat them. Uh, the other team that beat them this week in Ohio State. They're up to number four in the country now. Right. Uh, you know, in that game, pretty much a team effort. I mean, EJ Lydell had 16, Kyle Young was 16, Dwayne Washington Jr. was 16. Um, you know, obviously, I know you you love EJ Lydell, and I can't, I, I don't blame you. He's very, 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 very good basketball player. Yes, I wasn't necessarily super efficient, shot five of 12, but I mean, he's definitely the guy for Ohio State. And to see them up to four after bouncing all around the rankings it feels like this year is it's cool because i mean they are a talented team they're fun to watch and right because they they were one of those teams that like oh they you know they're gonna win three in a row oh but then they're gonna lose a bad game oh but then they're gonna win three more in a row and then lose a bad game they have now won seven of their past eight yeah and their only loss is a two-point loss to purdue back on january 19th Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's that's uh they're 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 on a run, you know what I mean? And as you said, we we kind of brushed on that how you know they like you said pretty much three wins and a loss, three wins and a loss. So it's really nice to finally see them hit their stride, really play consistently, win games consistently. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, it's yet to be seen if they can, can can carry that into the conference tournament and then into March. Uh, you know, as we said, Big Ten, it's it's a pretty much a war zone every night. So right, uh, no, you know, no easy games, but. Yeah, I mean, for them to be sitting fourth in the country is pretty right. pretty remarkable. And they're, they're fourth in the country. They're third in the Big Ten. <laughs> that should tell you all you need to yeah. know about yeah, this. Yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. Oh, my God. That's actually crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah. That is, that is fantastic. And then uh, I think Maryland could beat them tonight, by the way. Yeah, that's, I think it's possible. That'd be a massive win for Maryland on the yes, bubble. Yes, it would. Who, massive, massive win. Who Maryland Maryland needs some wins. They picked up a good win over Purdue uh, last Tuesday night. Like, they, they have some good wins. Uh, but they, the problem is they just have a ton of losses. They have nine losses. They're 10 and nine. Uh, but eight of those losses have come in league play. Their only non-league loss was to Clemson. Um, but the thing is, outside of that, they didn't play much of a non-conference schedule. They played Old Dominion, Navy, St. Mary's, St. Peter's, um, out of the MAC, and LaSalle, and right. beat all five of them, and then lost to Clemson. So, they uh, so Maryland has some opportunities to pick up wins. You probably want to see them get closer to 500 um, in the league to really kind of take them seriously. Uh, they're four and eight in the league right now which I don't know. Um, it'll be close for them. But I think they could maybe end up being that 10th team that gets in out of the Big Ten. Because um, I don't think Penn State is getting in. Michigan State is not getting in. And then you have your two at the bottom who are definitely not getting in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be like, like we said. Um, on Thursday, I had 10 teams out of the Big Ten. I'm still thinking it'll be nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maryland was one of my last four teams in. Um, like I said, and then they lost to Penn State on Friday, which is not a good, which is not a good loss. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where uh, Maryland ends up. They're pretty solid on the bubble right now. Yeah, 100%. Finally, my, my, my last, uh, unless you have something else about the Big Ten, I did want to bring this up. Illinois, baby. Illinois, they're back. They're back. Six in the country. Massive win over Wisconsin this past week. Io DeSumo, 
third triple double in the history of Illinois yes. basketball, 21, 12, and 12. I love that man. Absolutely love that yes. man. That man, I could watch Kobe that man Kobe, play basketball. 23 and 14. Yeah, that's another, that's another, another good Another damn good line. Oh, my God. And, I mean, how many times have I said it this year? There's your dynamic duel right there. I, this, is, this is the Illinois you're looking for. 100%. 100%. And you know what the crazy part is? Like, their supporting cast had decent games. Like, right. I mean, but I mean, like you look at like Frazier. I mean, let's see here. Frazier was because we because we talk because we talk about their supporting cast a lot, and you know how they haven't been able to find that third guy. They can do this. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, they didn't even need that. Are both going to put up twenty? You can have. Yeah. They didn't even need the, they did not need the third guy whatsoever. I mean, they didn't right. need the third guy whatsoever, you know? I mean, like, it, it was just – it was cool to see. I feel like this was arguably one of their better games of the season, uh, considering the circumstances against a very good Wisconsin team. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's just a heck of individual performances from both Tasumu and Colburn. I mean, and <laughs> pretty much like you said, if they can do that <laughs> every game, I mean, they are – looking to be a firm final four contender um right. I, and, I think they are a final four oh 100 percent. I mean, two 100%. of our final four teams are basically already decided yeah um, yeah bearing bearing a, a shocker like an all-time right. shocker it's right it's, it's pretty much to quote john rostein baylor gonzaga blank blank you know what i right. mean so yeah i mean gonzaga, we'll, we'll gonzaga is now five games away from finishing the regular season undefeated Wow, that's crazy. Pacific put a little scare into them on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. They were with them in the in the first half, a little bit of the second half, but uh, they <laughs> they still won by like twenty. <laughs> they still won. They, yeah, they still won by eighteen. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know, Pacific played well against them. They lost by eighteen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, that was uh, that's, uh, that was pretty remarkable. Um, because yeah. I, I I was like kind of box score watching that, and I tuned in for a little bit because I was like. Is this really like? Am I reading this correctly? This is thing. Yeah, I was like, is this actually happening? And then, sure enough, when I tune in, Gonzaga just starts pulling them out of the water, and I was like, okay, never mind. Right. I can go back to doing whatever I was doing. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, that'd be a heck. I can't say it isn't deserved either. I mean, they they it's, they've they've been de- right. they've been dominant all year, and they've beaten right. a lot of good teams in that conference. And even you could say, I mean, BYU is a good team. St. Mary's is. A, I was gonna say, B- I, I was gonna say, Gonzaga plays BYU tonight at eleven o'clock. That's a little bit of a test for them. Yeah, no kidding. Um, te- yeah, that that that's a team that I think could maybe put a scare in the Gonzaga. BYU is a good team. They're a tournament team. They're fifteen and four overall. They're six and two. Um, in the West Coast, one of those losses came to Gonzaga uh, back on January 7th. The other one came to Pepperdine on January 27th. Pepperdine is one of the okay teams in that league. They're four and three. Um, yeah, Gonzaga's 18-0, five games away. Um, I'm at a point, if they can get past BYU tonight, I think it's going to happen that they yeah. will finish the regular season undefeated. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Todd, I would be... Todd Golden has something up his sleeve though on Saturday. <laughs> I <laughs> think Todd Golden knows how to play Gonzaga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Granted, I... I'm not sure a win will happen, but I think he can make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they can too. That game's on Saturday, six o'clock. Um, I think there's a slight chance, a slight 
slight chance. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you though. I think tonight is pretty much their their biggest test uh, right. the rest of the way. And um, yeah, I mean that would be it would be a pretty pretty impressive impressive uh, season. Granted, you know they had some games yes. postponed and didn't end up getting to play Baylor, of course. But either way, I mean that's you, undefeated title? is undefeated. Yeah, why not? Right. right? Let's get let's get the makeup in the national title game. I'm down. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see. I'm sure we'll I, be talking I, I, about it next week. If I'm sure, here, so I'm that's sure, for sure. I'm sure. Um, so I have two more things that I want to hit on. The first one we can talk about Duke UNC. Uh, UNC wins that game 91 to 87. Uh, you know, I wasn't excited about this game, but the thing is Duke UNC always delivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Bluff had 25 points. Armando Baycott had 16, including a crazy dunk. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, uh, yeah. That was that crazy was, uh, put back dunk. That was pretty good. That it was, was yeah, good. It, it was very good. <laughs> um, my problem is with Duke, it's happened a couple times with them recently, is that late in games, because they took um, their past two games, games they both lost because they lost to Miami last Monday. Um, they didn't get a shot off at the buzzer. They had the ball, didn't get a shot off at the buzzer. Um, lose to Miami, 77-75. And then on Saturday, they – it was a travel. I think it was a travel um, late in the final possessions. It was – I think it was Wendell Moore traveled with uh, eight seconds left. And it ended up cost because they had a chance to tie the game. It was 89-87 at the time. Wendell Moore gets a turnover. They have to foul. Leaky Black hits both free throws. Game is over. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a Duke team that can't close out games, honestly. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when they are in close games, they lose. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's part. true. For the I most mean, part. I'm curious. I mean, they uh... beat Boston College by one, but that's Boston College. Um, They beat Georgia Tech by seven. So, I mean, that's the thing. They lose to Louisville by five. They lose to Pittsburgh by six. Virginia Tech by seven. I mean, this this is a team that can't close out games. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're not going to make the tournament, I I don't think. Yeah. No, I mean, you're you're definitely on to something there. I definitely agree with you. I mean, it's – it's 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 a good win for North Carolina. Either way, I mean, like it's a rivalry right. game, you know. I, like as you said, like Duke Duke UNC is always going to live up to the hype. It's always going to be a game. Like very right. very very rarely is Duke UNC ever a blowout. Um, right. So for UNC to kind of get over that hurdle, you know what I mean? I think they're. I wouldn't say that they're firmly in, but I I think they're definitely trending in that no, direction. This definitely can... helped them. This definitely helped them. Yeah. I, I'd say I'd put them. I'd give them about ninety to ninety five. I'm about 90 to 95% confident in saying, yeah, they'll be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think so too. I think that that win certainly, you know, obviously it helps their chances. Um, got a big game against Virginia coming up on Saturday. That could be, uh, it could be interesting. Did you see um, their game against Miami got postponed because Miami didn't feel comfortable playing? Cause I think, I think it was leaky black and somebody else there, there was videos and pictures of them out partying after oh, the Duke geez. win. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that's why that's why their game against Miami got postponed because Miami said that they didn't feel comfortable playing um, you know, with them supposedly out partying and stuff. So I'm not Which sure. Which is fair. Which is fair. College yeah, basketball players, 
nobody should be out partying right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no. And no. yeah, did you did you see the picture of the UNC students after the game? Uh, I don't think so. Partying like on campus? Oh well. Oh, there was uh, thousands of them. Yeah, no surprise there. No surprise there. That's yeah, and that's why we don't have fans at games right now. That's why there were no fans at Duke UNC because of that. Yeah, no. Exactly. Duke UNC with it, 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 it wasn't the same. I mean, mm-hmm. no sports are the same without fans right now, but that was a game in particular where I could notice. I'm like, oh, there's no fans at this game. Yeah, no, that that totally that, that was an atmosphere where I could where I actively noticed and was thinking about it that there were mm-hmm. no fans. Right, and that makes total sense. I mean, that's which is unfortunate. But... Yeah, it is. It is unfortunate. I mean, those are both like both both those arenas, both those fan bases, especially in that game. It's just it's iconic. You know what I mean? As you said, right. It's uh, it's it's Duke UNC, you know what I mean? It's it's that that big of a game, um, right? So yeah, to to to, to kind of take that in without fans, it certainly was different. There certainly was a little bit weird for sure, right? Um, yeah, because usually I, I've gotten to a point because I mean we've been, you know, watching sports in the COVID era, uh, since July. I mean we're at we're at a a stage in this where you know some parts of the country cough cough the South cough cough, <laughs> um, have fans at their games. Um, and meanwhile, other areas of the country do not. And, you know, I've gotten to a point where, like, I'm used to watching games that don't have fans. I'm like, that, that kind of sucks, mm-hmm. um, to be honest with you. But, you know, I've gotten used to it. I mean, we, we see fans at games now because there were, first of all, there were more than 22,000 people at the Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah, sure looked like By it. the way, sure <laughs> they like said 22,000. It was more than that. Yeah, but it sure looked like it. <laughs> Because sure, uh-huh. we, yeah, because we've gotten used to having no fans at games, and you know, slash a limited number, and that was one I definitely noticed there were no fans. At. Usually, I've gotten to a point where I don't, but that I did. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. Um, so, Duke is seven and seven overall now, five and five in the league. Uh, they're not going anywhere. They're going to the NIT, even if even if that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, I, I I agree. Um, yeah. So the last thing, um, I wanted to hit on, if there's anything additional that you wanted to hit on, um, if you have anything, but I'll talk about Oklahoma state. Mm, yeah. That was, that was the one thing uh, I was going to bring Texas up. Texas in double overtime on Saturday, 75, 67, really good game for them. Uh, Texas shot five of 35 from three, uh, which is, uh, not good. 20 of 79 overall, which is also not good. Oklahoma <laughs> no. State didn't play particularly well either. Um, they got out-rebounded. Um, but I guess a win is a win for Oklahoma State. Caleb Boone, uh, 22 and 15. 15 rebounds for Caleb Boone. Yeah. Uh, 16 and 10 for Avery Anderson. Kate Cunningham had 19 and 8. Um, Dave kind of, that's that group has kind of become the three-headed monster for uh, Mike Boynton's team. Um, I hope Oklahoma State gets in the tournament. Uh, it depends what the NCAA does. We've talked about that a couple times now. Uh, but Oklahoma State's now 23 in the country, um, <clears throat> which is cool. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, ranked Oklahoma State. That, that hasn't happened in a while. I was high on Mike Boynton. I said, you know what? I, I remember saying it last year and getting – and getting some slack for it. Um, and I said, like, I really like Mike Boynton as a coach. I really do. I think he's going to do a really good job there. And it was like, oh, no, he's not. 
guess who's right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I mean, like, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this game against Kansas uh, for them goes tonight because, right. like, they're tw- they're now the ranked team. Kansas is now unranked. But, I mean, last I checked, I think Kansas was still favored by, like, Kansas six or seven. Kansas is favored by six and a half. Kansas, Kansas by six and a half. I yeah, which is pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, it's at Allen Fieldhouse and all that. But, like, right. this is a team that literally beat Kansas earlier in the year, um, has been the better team as of recently for sure. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this goes because, I mean, if they can they can pull this out against Kansas, I think they are they have the potential to be in a really really good position. Be a, be a top twenty team, honestly. Yeah. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because who does Oklahoma State play this week? They play they play Kansas tonight, which that could that we're at a point where that can go either way, and then they'll play Kansas State on Saturday, which Oklahoma State should win that game yeah holy smokes their last four games though at baylor texas tech and then a yes. home and home with oklahoma right holy that, smokes that's a yeah, that's, tough stretch it is tough and that's why they that's why you want to have them win all three of these games and then i mean th- those four games if you can grab one win yeah in that stretch and then maybe win a game or two in the big 12 tournament uh assuming at this point that you're postseason eligible um, I, they're, they're going to be, a, they're going to be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that is a tough stretch. I didn't even realize that, is a that very was a tough stretch. I didn't realize that's what they had to, that's what they had to face, but, um, yeah, that's pretty, that's Speaking pretty Baylor is on pause and their next three games are postponed. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I was gonna, I was just going to say that. Yeah. That's, uh, which something to monitor for sure. I mean, I don't imagine it's going to be too big of a deal in the long haul, but, um, something to keep an eye on, depending when they come back. Say if they don't have, they don't have a player or two. But um, as long as as long as they don't go on pause again, I'm sure they they should be okay. Come conference tournament March. Right. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it for me. I think we I think we hit on everything I wanted to bring up. Yeah. So Baylor. Yeah. So they're so Baylor's next three games are postponed. Um, so that's the 13th against Texas Tech. And then both games against West Virginia on the 15th and the 18th. So none of those three games will be happening along with their previously scheduled game on Wednesday night against Oklahoma. So none of those games will be happening. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. I guess, I guess we can, we, we talked about it pretty in depth on Thursday. Either way, I'll just bring it up again. Uh, St. John's takes down Villanova earlier yep. uh, or later or yeah early last week yeah on Wednesday and then that same day East Carolina takes down Houston two pretty big upsets in the grand scheme of things um certainly right. to St. That- John's is on the rise in the Big East they've won six in a row seven of their last eight uh that's a program that's looking good they're pushing themselves into the NCAA tournament picture they were not in the picture a couple of weeks ago and now they are mm-hmm. uh they play Butler tomorrow night that's a big game for them uh, like you said, they picked up the win against Villanova. They beat Providence on Saturday, who was a bubble team. And Providence, I'd say, has kind of – they're at a point where they have fallen off the bubble. They're going in the wrong direction. Uh, they're 9-10 and 10 overall. They've lost, they've lost four of their past five. Yeah. Uh, just as out of curiosity, St. John's is in uh, Joe Lenardi's next four out uh, below Western Kentucky. So the sixth team technically uh, out of the tournament for him. So – yeah, as you alluded to, they've kind of come out of nowhere, and they're now on the ball. They can play. They, yeah, they can play them. They can play themselves into the tournament. 
mm-hmm. at this point. Because I think that's got, all. That's all you can ask for at this point in the season. You know what I mean? Right. Because they, they got Butler, Xavier, DePaul, Villanova, Providence, Seton Hall. I mean, if they sweep Villanova, if they sweep Villanova, season. they are in a darn good position to make right. the tournament. And if they, it, you know, if they, those six games, they go five and one. Uh, even yeah, if they do, even if they Villanova, lose to Villanova and go five and one, yeah, they're in a really good position. Right, that, that's in a good fight. You can win, you know, we'll say two games in um, the Big East tournament, get to at least the quarterfinals, maybe the semifinals. Uh, they're at a point where they'd be in a good spot, honestly. Mm. It depends what happens with other teams. Honestly, St. John's is probably still on the outside looking in, but overall, they're at a point they can play themselves into this. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm in agreement for sure. So I love watching Julian Shen Pagni and Posh Alexander play. Both of them are very fun to watch. So yes. So we can get into predictions here. Uh considering you don't have anything else. No, that was the only okay. thing I had to bring up. <laughs> so, I, I was just thinking about that because I was like I feel like we definitely talked about that on Thursday, but I was like, oh, wait, we didn't really bring it up today. Might as well. Right, right. Might as well mention it. So, well, there you go. We'll start uh, We'll start tomorrow with West Virginia against Texas Tech. That game is at Texas Tech. Uh, I think I think Texas Tech wins that hand. Yeah, I would think so, you. too. I would think so, too. Um, West Virginia, they've gotten a little better now. They beat they beat down Kansas on Saturday, eight or 91, 79. I did watch that game as a, um, West Virginia put on a damn good performance in that game. Um, but I think Texas tech might just be a little too much for them. What is it? I think we talked about the first matchup between them pretty extensively. We did. It was on the 25th. Uh, that was a game that, uh, tech or Virginia, Virginia or West Virginia. I don't know why I said Virginia tech, West Virginia, won 88 to 87 that was a really good game and i hope uh the second if this second game is anything like the first uh we're in for a treat tomorrow night so mm-hmm. um we'll move all the we don't have much this week uh this is kind of a lighter week but we'll go all the way to saturday we'll talk about west virginia again um in their game against oklahoma on saturday at west virginia I I will give the edge to West Virginia in this one, honestly. Um, yeah, I think ah, this is a tough one. It is a tough one. It is a tough one. I'm only I'm literally picking them solely because I you know I know home court advantage isn't a huge thing this year. Right. I'll just give them the edge because they're at home. I think that's going to be a, that's a tight one. I think that's almost right. a point. I, I think I think that is a tight one. I I'm going to go Oklahoma just to split with you. Um, All right. I think I think Oklahoma's got a good shot to pick up a good road win in that game. So that game is on ESPN Plus. Okay. Oh, what? Um, what? Well, yeah, because the Big Twelve has their big thing with ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's true. And they stream a bunch of the games. So that's just crazy. That's a game uh, that they're streaming. Holy cow! It is. It is. It probably shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> um, so I got I got two more here. All right. Uh, second, another game on Saturday between Villanova and Creighton. That game is at Creighton. We haven't talked about Creighton forever. No, I know. It has been a minute. Um, uh, I will. I'm going Villanova. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Villanova as well. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Creighton, obviously a good team, but I think <laughs> Villanova, I think, is just a little bit of a better team at this point. Yeah, yeah. That Creighton almost went on the verge of the disaster on Saturday. Do you see what happened? Uh, uh, with Christian Bishop? Oh. He rolled his ankle on the opening tip. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, yes. He yes, had yes. to miss a little bit. He ended up playing 25 minutes in the game, but that could have been a disaster for uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i did i did actually i did see that i did see that yeah, yeah that was that could have been ugly they're very yeah. lucky that he ended up being all right um you know right. obviously happy he's all right too but right um yeah that could have been disaster yes um yeah one more game uh i'll go on sunday actually first loyola chicago drake what happens in those two games i'm going split I am going to – I'm going to say – I'm going to follow along with you again. I'm going to say split as well, I think. Okay. I'm going to say – I'm going to say Loyola Chicago wins Saturday, Drake wins Sunday. All right. I'll go Drake wins Saturday, Loyola Chicago wins Perfect. Sunday. I love it. Just as an opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're not going the same uh, – Yeah, I love it. I love it. The same thing. So, <laughs> we will do – so, we got one more here. Michigan returns to action um, on Sunday after their uh, extended pause for the entire – uh, athletic department because they found the UK variant um, of COVID in their athletic department. So the entire, uh, all of Michigan's teams went on pause for a little bit, uh, but the men will be back on Sunday and they will play Wisconsin. Um, you know what? I'll get a little crazy. I'll say Wisconsin wins that. I think. Oh, Cause I was going to say Wisconsin too. Because, oh, really? <laughs> because, you know, we've seen, it all season that teams kind of struggle coming off of COVID pauses and do sometimes tend to lose their first game. Mm-hmm. And um, I think yeah, that could that was, be, that was really my whole reason too. <laughs> because Michigan, Michigan is the better team. Too. Yeah, I know. I mean, they beat them, no doubt they crushed them in the first matchup. I mean, you want to say they beat them by like 20 or something. Yeah. The final score of that. Now I want to know <laughs> was Michigan won 77 to 54 oh, okay, there you have on it. January 12th. You had it. Um, but yeah, I think this could be a scenario where Michigan's coming off of a COVID pause and they're going to struggle a little bit, maybe, maybe. Um, but I'm I'm just going to go with Wisconsin here. So, all right, I will that's, do that's this. That's how one. I'm rolling. I like it. I like it. I'm rolling Wisconsin as well. So there you go. So <sighs> that, yeah, that is uh, all I have. That is all uh, I have so as well. <laughs> So we can get out of here. Um, so that will be it for this week's edition of the Talking Smack podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next week. Again, my name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.